It's just uh, several seconds of us just <laughs> doing visual. <laughs> yeah. In case you guys um, haven't quite tapped into the conglomerate mind yet, we just had like a 10-minute conversation <laughs> with, with one three-second stare, which is riveting uh, radio. <laughs> to the podcast today i have the last the last member of the conglomerate mind um my other brother rupert wait no that's not right <laughs> and we don't know what is the right name uh okay so today we're going to talk about um growing up adventist which that entails a lot of things probably uh you've experienced some of them if you're listening to this podcast uh, what do you think of just offhand, <laughs> rump roast offhand, um, when you think of, like, Adventist childhood, quote, unquote? Well, for me, homeschooling was a big part of it because we were homeschooled and a lot of our friends were homeschooled, but I think for a lot of other people, it would probably be Adventist education yeah i was gonna say like of all the different aspects of adventist childhood we like we didn't experience going to adventist school until college but homeschooling is a pretty like (laughs) (laughs) like a universal trope too like if you didn't go to adventist school you were probably homeschooled and if you went to public school you're like the minority (laughs) of adventists or if you went to public school you ended up being homeschooled (laughs) because you got pulled out of public school because you became heathen either that or you weren't actually in an adventist family (laughs) so i don't know you guys tell us what aspects of adventist childhood if you have grew up in an adventist house what aspects come to your mind when you think of growing up as an Adventist. A lot of things come to my mind, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So, um, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, the Sabbath school experience, which I don't know if Sunday school is any, is the same at all, but I know that we have a lot of home videos of us, like, in cradle roll, in kindergarten, in primary, um, doing all of the obligatory Sabbath school stuff. Uh, what are some things that you either remember from Sabbath school experience or, like, that you remember because we watched it a bunch of times <laughs> on our home videos? I think those that stuff that we see in the videos is very, like, Adventist culture. Um a lot of those songs and um wait which song so everybody can be like those songs <laughs> oh like like who has come to sav school <laughs> um or like one two three four five <laughs> six four <laughs> rest <laughs> um and then you know all the all what the other was ones the one, too because i i have a very vivid memory of like they had the little ark and then it had water that would come down you know when the we would sing that song putting all the like animals. actual water yeah you don't remember that oh, man i must have been too busy playing with the animals either that or i have a very vivid imagination <laughs> but i'm pretty sure there was like an arc and then once we sang the song and put all the animals in like water would come down i remember i thought i remembered like fake water 
like really? water decorations, but maybe there was real water. It sounds sworn. pretty messy for a bunch of I know you two to think, four year olds. But I just I don't know. We'll have to ask mom. But I that's very real in my mind. I mean, we could go back to the home video archives. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom in, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real drop of water. <laughs> um, but what do you remember? What that song was? The putting the all the animals in the ark song. Oh shoot! Two, I, if I heard it, two. I can. I'm sure I could sing yeah. along with it. But anyway, you guys probably know all those songs. And then once you graduate from that, you get to like primary, yeah. which is like the guide era, where you read all the amazing <laughs> facts on the back of the guide every week. Even the adults were like, "Let me read the amazing facts on the back of the guide." Yeah, it had good pictures <laughs> in it too. Weird cartoons. I don't know. Do you think we had, like, a normal Sabbath school experience, or was that church, like, a unique Sabbath school? I think we had some normal Sabbath school experiences, but that church was definitely something different, and I don't think it was a bad experience. Yeah, right. But, we, yeah, every single Sabbath school class in that church, like, I have distinct memories of it being pretty unique. <laughs> yeah. At least when I compare it to other experiences. not Not nearly so much just the, like, button down traditional adventist type of deal yeah right but like i don't know i remember at least at that period like pre junior juniors i guess like primary sabbath school being like a really good time of going to sabbath school yeah it was it was very good well especially for us being the homeschooled ones who were very like, <laughs> like diligent people. and we yeah there's like the one time during the week that we saw other <laughs> other kids our age and then, uh, the... and then and then like we were always the the not that we were you know exceptionally smart but we were always the quote-unquote smart ones that memorized <laughs> our memory verse so we we always got the candy or the dollar or whatever yeah. it was because because you know at that age kids are like Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to show everyone that I know my memory verse. And that was definitely like, here comes the homeschool kids telling their memory verse. Yeah. And then at the end of the quarter, you would tell, say like all the memory verses. All 13. Yeah. And then there would be like a huge recognition for yeah. it. Oh yeah. I remember when we, that, that one year when um, both you and I and the same quarter had memorized all 13 memory verses and our mom like made us go up in front of the entire church and showcased us <laughs> reciting these 13 let's be honest really short verses <laughs> i know that's like what a couple of paragraphs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway it was a huge accomplishment um well and the i don't know i don't know if you could say the sad thing but the thing was that <laughs> it was a huge accomplishment because no one else did it yeah, which is, I mean, I guess. It wasn't a difficult we, accomplishment. The only reason we did it was because mom made us. Because yeah, every true. morning we would have family worship and we would have to, Gus, be quiet. Um, We would have to stand up in front of the coat closet and recite our memory verses yeah. and do like oral reading from patriarchs. <laughs> like, backs on the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, for, <laughs> but that was literally what it was. It was every, it was. every weekday morning we would stand up against the thing and read from Ellen White. Did anyone else? I feel like this is a little bit unique to just 
us. <laughs> but, and then <clears throat> the other thing was on the way to piano lesson, which was like 20 minutes away. Oh, yeah. Every Wednesday, we would have to recite all of our memory verses. I remember mom got some, they weren't flashcards, but they were like memory cards mm-hmm. from another homeschool mother <laughs> whose kids had already like grown up and gone to college she had all this leftover homeschool stuff (laughs) including a bunch of yeah psalm 91 (laughs) like memory verse cards on a on a ring yeah and they had pictures on them (laughs) so you could remember and i distinctly remember um psalms 91 and also the first three chapters of john she made us memorize (laughs) and then it would get to the point where we were reciting a big enough chunk that it would take the whole trip and and so then it would be like it's not my week because you're gonna be reciting the whole way (laughs) (laughs) yeah which then you know how kids get very strategic and then you you would put it off for three weeks (laughs) because it it wasn't it wasn't your week that week and then for whatever reason, the order would get mixed up or someone, like, was sick and didn't go to piano lesson or something. And then, and then it was your like, week to re- <laughs> recite one and a half chapters of John and you had done, like, three now verses. Now that I think about it, that's, like, that's, like, a double whammy because you already have the stress of Mrs. Kilborn, our piano yeah. teacher, at She piano was lessons. stressful. <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't practice that. Like, and I'm, then also... I'm surprised I didn't have gray hair as a 10-year-old. <laughs> She was scary. She was good, though. We learned from her, despite our lack of trying. Yeah, that's the other thing. Music lessons for Adventist kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And not just any music lessons, classical music lessons. I think a lot of kids, especially if they actually went to school, did, like, band instruments, but we didn't have any people to be in a band with, so we just... (laughs) You can't have a band with three people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so that's sab school life. Homeschool life was a little bit similar. I don't know, I feel, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like, uh, the people who listen to this podcast more likely went to academy than were homeschooled. Probably. But I don't know. Uh, let me know on Instagram if you were homeschooled and you can relate to this. Um, well, homeschooling for us even was... uh, like very the same thing what you were talking about of putting off your memory verse for three weeks i would put off all my schoolwork for the entire year and just like do all the tests and hope i maybe got something right because mom literally would like give us okay here's your textbooks do it by the end of the year yeah and i just didn't do anything yeah and she yeah she would she would check like our tests and stuff like our weekly tests throughout the school year but as far as like homework or like doing the reading or anything there wasn't a huge amount of accountability I know, right? at least especially in the early years once we got to more like high school age i feel like at least for me well probably because she found out that i wasn't doing it <laughs> so then there was a lot more checking up but um yeah i don't i feel like there was a lot more, like, chore doing than school oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> chore doing was, like, it was visible. It wasn't our future, but it was visible. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, I, I, I wonder, because I didn't go to school, I don't know, but I wonder, like, isn't that kind of what kids do anyway in school is try not to do anything? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, like, 
not it makes it sound like our parents didn't teach us anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, it, and it's not necessarily true either because, you know, in if you just go to elementary school or high school, it's a little bit different from college in that you're you're basically just learning how to follow instructions. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, we did schoolwork, obviously, because we're not just <laughs> totally dumb now, but... Uh, we managed to get into college. <laughs> yeah, and and out of college too (laughs) yeah i think i think it was the same principles that carried over into other stuff whereas a lot of kids who went to let's say academy learned how to follow directions regarding their homework we learned how to follow directions regarding some of our homework and also a lot of other things that we had to do yeah like chores or having a business yeah managing our income whatever income we had as a 10 year old and you know keeping track of our money and and all of that stuff yeah yeah that's true now that i think about it i i definitely think that there was a lot more structure and like method to the madness than we realized when we were younger (laughs) yeah because most of the time as a kid you would just we just kind of did our thing and then people would always be like why aren't you in school? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, it's understandable because it looks a lot different than someone who's just going to a school. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, we still were learning the same types of principles. Um, and, yeah, like I said. And let's face we, it, we just have high IQs, so. <laughs> we, yeah, it's it's not like we really suffered academically once we got to yeah, for sure. A more structured environment. So I I think there there definitely was um, a lot more intentionality into the way our mom did things than we realized at the time. I, I think we just didn't really notice it because that was just our reality. <laughs> that's just, we were just living life and that's what life was. Right. So we didn't pay much attention to it. Yeah, and as kids you don't really consider, you know, the ramifications of your education and things like that. About the old lady? (laughs) (laughs) Tell about the old lady. (laughs) Oh, that was the other part of our education was that we had all these weird in-jokes that (laughs) created the conglomerate mind that, like, even legitimately, even when I was too little to remember and Aaron was, like, the ringleader, the, like, 10-year-old ringleader of the three of us. We were doing, like, these sitcom bits and things. Yeah, if you go back and watch our home videos, because let's be honest, one of my favorite things that I'm so glad that our dad did was he was really, like, into his video camera, and he recorded us so much as children. Of just stuff that you should not have ever <laughs> Nobody recorded. Nobody should ever have recorded Just, it. like, set it up in the living room and just watch us eat a meal. <laughs> yeah, almost like he was spying on us, but I, I know he wasn't. But that's my maybe how it would look to someone if they just watched it. Like there, we have like, videos of yeah. We have so many Sabbath schools of just yeah. like the entire Sabbath. School. The whole th- even just like the boring like adults talking and stuff. That's that's in there too. But now it's like a historical artifact. So it is. Well, and yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you go back and check the tapes, <laughs> <laughs> you can see that even when we were way too young to have any idea what we were doing we were doing bits and and like meta jokes you know this is way back in like 1992 
<laughs> before being meta was even a thing. Okay, so some like just really, really classic of our bit that we used to do was the old lady, yep. the bird pooped while I was flying, yep. Patty Larson gum. So like yeah. you wanna tell Or the or the Sesame Street dun 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 yeah, dun, yeah. dun Oh yeah that <laughs> with the flea on the dog's back. Tell about explain what the old lady is. I don't okay. even remember how that started. I have no idea how it started, but basically the old lady was, it's a Hansel and Gretel type of thing where there's, you know, we're young kids and we're homeschooled. So when my, when our mom goes to do errands and stuff, we always go along with her, but we don't always go into the store. We and would that was just the key hang out thing. in the car and do this. Yeah, a, a lot of the time, actually. <laughs> and that was, was a, that was a key thing because the old lady bit was almost always just when we were in, in the, the car, car waiting yeah. for our mom, which, by the way, would not fly in today's society. You can't live, leave kids in yeah, the car now. Yeah, and this was before, like, stranger danger was, a like, a catchphrase or whatever. Yeah. But that was kind of the concept of it. It was a concept. Basically, I think it, if I remember correctly... Maybe this wasn't the, like, the OG thing that started everything, but it definitely had its origins in the fact that one time we saw an old lady (laughs) who was kind of scary looking, and she was looking at us as she was walking by, and and so then that, that just became the thing, like, there was an old lady who was after us, and, and anytime we were in the car by ourselves waiting for our mom and we saw an old lady or the old lady yeah or really any person that we didn't like the look of (laughs) it was the old lady and we had to hide because she was gonna come and steal us (laughs) yeah we had to hide inside the car and there was no way that she would know we were in there even though we were like yelling screaming laughing (laughs) (laughs) moving around climbing from the front seat to the back seat yeah A lot of times the windows were open because we grew up in Texas and it's hot there. So, you know, our, our mom's not going to close us up in a in a car with no air. <laughs> so it was very obvious that we were there and that we were talking about. <laughs> <people>. <laughs> but that was something that went on for years. And it was something that brought us a whole lot of entertainment. Well, now that I think about it, I have a distinct feeling that it was probably started out with Aaron trying to scare us about it, about something. Because he was always trying to, like, trick us or scare us or, like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, everyone else, do you have any interesting homeschooling stories? Um, or even just stories about when you were a kid of, like... Yeah, know, what you way, did. Yeah, ways you, that you entertained yourself... And the old lady bit, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a universal thing? <laughs> this started out as being being raised Adventist and it's kind of turning into the conglomerate mind part two, but um I I would say to kind of you know tie it back in a little bit, and this is true, was that at, even though we did like kind of live our lives in different sitcoms, we had a lot of crossovers. And one of the one of the areas that crossed over a lot was at church because that was a big part of our um social upbringing was through either church or church groups um because our obviously good adventist parents put in a lot of effort to socialize us with other adventist kids so where do you find those not adventist kids but adventist kids (laughs) yes exactly and you find them at church 
Um, but uh, there was a lot of crossover with sometimes we would see the old lady at church <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. I, I think that even that like shaped some of our ideas about church and what, what church is and what, what church is to us and what we think it should be for other people. Yeah. Should we, should we reveal what Congress is? Cause this ties into what you were just saying. Uh, we could. Is that interesting? I mean, I mean it, we might inspire some people. Well, the problem is, I'm afraid some of the subjects of Congress might get wind. <laughs> <laughs> they should be honored. Okay, so basically, because how I, what made me think of it was, like, what we call Congress is when we all live together, um, we would, like, do social events or whatever, and then funny stuff would happen, and then the next day, we would all wake up early and this wasn't something that was planned like it just happened because of the because of the conglomerate mind it happened so often that we named it because it just happened (laughs) anyway it would be like early morning and we would all gather in one of our rooms usually aaron's room yeah because he had the biggest room and a big bed and we would just all like sit on the bed and start making fun of everyone that we were (laughs) hanging out with the day before and like making up bits off that and stuff Anyway, I just it, realized. Yeah. I mean, this probably doesn't need clarification, but just for anyone who thinks that's extremely mean spirited, listen to the um, to the previous podcast about the conglomerate mind with our brother Aaron, and you'll quickly realize that it wasn't. It had nothing to do with the other people. It yeah. had so much more to do with the fact that we just wanted to laugh. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and if you are sitting there wondering. I hang. I hung out with them at some point. Did they do the Congress? The answer is yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> but anyway, long because that was like after we were all in college, at least or yeah. out of college, is when we named that. Because, um, but, but anyway, that had been going on for a right, long time. Right, because what I, made me think of it was we would go to church and then come home and yeah. make fun of people at church. Like because what Mr. else is there to do when your when your parents are taking their Sabbath afternoon nap? <laughs> exactly. There, I rem- I have so many memories of coming home from church. Mom and dad would go take a nap. We would sit in the living room and t- talk about whatever and laugh. And then right around maybe 4.30 or 4.45, our dad would come out to the living room and be like, I haven't slept at all because you guys are being so noisy. I may as well just wake up now. <laughs> that was a common theme too of like getting reprimanded for being too loud. Oh yeah, every single night. Because when back when we were a lot younger, obviously you had your own room, and then Aaron and I shared a room, and we had evening congress between me and Aaron, who we had bunk beds, so Aaron was on the top, and he would hang his upper body off the side of the bunk bed, and then I would stick, like, lean my head out, and we would just face each other and talk and laugh until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then our dad would come in the room and be like, you guys, knock it off. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. Because we didn't have school. <laughs> That's true. But he had work. <laughs> yeah. But when I think back to it like as a whole, I feel like there's definitely culture surrounding Adventism. I and thought it's... you were going to say cult. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing, though, that, you know, cult and culture are not that far apart um 
and that's that's really how you i think there is value in culture like that's that's how you get someone invested in something this is something totally you know separate but my brother and i you know like to have these big conversations about these huge business ideas where you know um we have these (laughs) these schemes where we're gonna create these huge successful businesses and you know it's all mostly talk and and for one of us one of us realizes that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that is one thing that we always come back to because we realize the value of culture and like so many of our ideas are based on creating a culture that people can easily buy into that makes them happy feel accepted like this is basic human nature stuff yeah and i think a lot of a lot of that is bred um i don't know if bread is the right word but it's it it comes up pretty naturally um but i think some of it like with the kid songs that we talked about and everything like that's obviously you know designed to be very you know cultural and draw the kids in and everything and um and i think some of that is going away because now with the whole millennial mindset there's a little bit of rebellion against traditionalism yeah or tradition in general and so i i don't think i would say that that's the main reason we see a lot of like younger generation types leaving the church but it definitely plays its part and i think um and i think that has something to do with it because there because of this idea that you have to forsake tradition because it's tradition Mm -hmm. you lose some of the culture that like draws people together yeah that's an interesting thought uh while you were saying that i was just wondering like uh, at least for me i don't have a lot of bad feelings or or um you know uh how would you say like i i feel like a lot of people our age who grew up adventist have a little bit of animosity towards what they grew up with absolutely and i in our case i would credit a huge amount of our um attitude to our parents i think they did a good job of not just teaching us to do something but why to do something yes i agree but i was also gonna say that i think it's also because we grew up making fun of everything from from the start oh absolutely like if if it was dumb we just made fun of it and so we didn't get bitter towards it oh yeah <laughs> that's definitely true too um, and we we i would say we formed our own culture right. around just making fun of which everything. i guess now that i think about it is why i'm doing this adventist millennial <laughs> thing because i'm literally just making fun of everybody <laughs> um but anyway so there are a lot of things that we look back at about our Adventist, um, you know, kind of like stereotypical Adventist upbringing and laugh about. Um, are, are there any th- things, A, that you guys identify with that you have shared experiences about, about or that you have feelings about? Because I think, like we just said, we look back and we laugh at everything that was fun and then everything that was bad, we also laugh at that. But not everybody feels that way, so I'm interested to see how other people look at their Adventist childhood or, or, or upbringing. So let us know what you think. Message me on Instagram at SDA Millennial or on Facebook or email me at AdventistMillennial at gmail.com. I just now thought of some, like a huge, huge part of not only our 
um, conglomerate mind, but also of our Adventist upbringing. Um, because I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, you know, if you want to contact me, just give me a call at five, five, one, Yes, that is a local call, sir. You can dial it yourself. I know, but something's wrong. Won't ring in. <laughs> know what I mean? Okay, and if you know what that is, let us know and you'll yes, win a prize. Please, please let us know. If you know what that is from, uh, if you're right now, into Adventist Millennial. If you're right now, that that gif of people running away and coming back because <laughs> you're laughing so hard, send me an email. Because that was definitely a huge part of our Adventist upbringing, and I feel like it probably was for a lot of you guys, too. Yeah, that's something we didn't even get into at all, is, like, the amount of hours we spent listening yeah. to that. And, then, and the amount of jokes we had Right, from it. yeah. Like, offshoot jokes, pile on yeah. jokes, and then Keepers of the Flame, too. So, yeah. shout out to Keepers of the Flame. Oh. Who was that guy? Because my mind just automatically puts David Attenborough in there, <laughs> but I don't know who it actually was. I have was. no idea who he was, and he was probably somebody at the time. I should try to get, if he's still alive, he should come on the podcast. Yes, please get him on the podcast. <laughs> That'd be sad if he's not alive. Okay, so thanks for listening. Let us know what your Adventist uh, growing up experience was like, and we'll see you next week.